Okay, welcome back. Episode two. I'm back, bitches. Holly's back. <laughs> and we have a special guest tonight. Hey. <laughs> Introduce yourself. I'm Jackie. Been friends with Molly <laughs> all through high school. Hell yeah. And then Elena and I worked together for a little while. Mm-hmm. Tonight I think we're going to talk all about awkward first dates. I don't know. Was your first date awkward? Was it, it was, like... It was pretty awkward. Dumpster fire? Yeah, the ending was a dumpster fire. <laughs> And I think Elena has one she wants to talk about. I'm perfect, so I don't have anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I have, like, at least, for sure, one. Probably two. Two I could talk about. Yeah, but I, already talked, I, feel like about, I already talked about the one date that never happened. Oh, the C-cap kidnapper. Yeah, that one. That was a good one. Yeah. But, okay, so tell, because how long have you... And you're now a significant other have been together. We have been together for almost five years. Holy yeah. Shit. It'll be five years in March. That went fast. <laughs> really fast. Yeah. Like, I, it feels like it just started happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So tell us about the first date, because you kind of started telling me about it one time, and I specifically made you wait because I wanted to hear it first on the podcast. Yes. So, um, it actually was a blind date. My mom owns a business with this other lady whose husband um, is one of the partners at the firm my boyfriend works at. And so it all just like came full circle. They literally sat me at a table and like interrogated me and they're like, you're doing this. (laughs) And I was like, no, this is a small town, man. I'm not going on a blind date because if it doesn't work, everybody's going to know. Well, anyway, they convinced me to go on this blind date and we go to this restaurant. Dinner was fantastic. Um, and then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, do you want to go, um, get some beer at this little brewery down the street? He's like, I'm part of this group and we're, <laughs> and we're doing, um, like a mixer. And I was like, sure. Like, this is my first date with this dude. I've never met him. Like I have no connection. I'm like, sure. Give me some free beer. Like phenomenal. So we're walking there and he all of a sudden goes full disclosure. My ex-girlfriend runs this group. Stop. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. And I was like, okay, again, I have no connection. So I'm like, this doesn't bother me. Did you know who it was? I did not. But my big mistake was that I asked what her name was. Otherwise, I would have gone the whole night not knowing, really. Yeah. But I asked what her name was. And so he told me. And we get there. And, of course, everyone's wearing name tags. And the first person (laughs) we run into... Is the ex-girlfriend. She's so nice to meet you. No, like legitimately, she interrogated me. So nice. <laughs> she was like, oh my gosh, where'd you go to dinner? Did you like it? Do you like him? Like, She asked where you went to dinner? Yes. She asked if you liked it? Yes. And I was Ew. like, I literally was like, honestly, the, I, don't, I don't know. This is my first time meeting him. He's cool. Like, pretty much is what it was. Well, of course, him seeing her interrogate me freaked him out. So he... Basically, he didn't talk to me the whole time we were at this. He <laughs> left you out to dry. He left me he out to like, dry. Good at luck. His event. <laughs> yeah. That he invited you to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we're there, and I'm obviously not talking to him, but he does come up to me like after about an hour that we're there. He's like, hey, we're going to go over to this bar across the street. Do you want to come? And again, I'm like, free alcohol. Yes, I'll come. I'm living for it. <laughs> um, so I go over to this bar with them. It was a bunch of us, but when we get there, he and his ex-girlfriend are literally standing at the bar, like kind of off from everybody, just sitting there talking to each other. Just the two of them. No. Yes. I mean, the, how fast I would pack up and leave is... <laughs> I waited about 15 minutes and it really got awkward because one of my friend's dads walked in and I was talking to him more than I was talking to the person I was on this date with. Oh, God. So I actually end up like going over to them and I kind of step in between them and I'm like, I'm going home. And he's like, no, don't go home. I was like, no. My excuse was I had to go let my dog out. I was like, no, I got to go let my dog out. It's like 1130 at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually have to like feed my goldfish. Yeah. Like legitimate. I just was like anything my to get me out of here. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> my hedgehog, the pig. My chameleon. It's just I gotta, I can't find it. Any, anything. Anything <laughs> to get me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get out to my car and my car doesn't start. 
It is it is February, by the way. And um eleven thirty at night. I walk into a restaurant. I'm like, hey, like my car won't start. Can somebody jump me? They were extremely rude to me and were like, no one drove here. What? And I was like, like I, I was like, I have the jumper cables, please, somebody. Well, no one could help me, apparently. And so I had to text my boyfriend. Well, not my boyfriend, but this guy. And I was like, hey, super awkward. Can you please come jump my car? Doesn't doesn't answer me. So 1130 at night, I have to call my grandpa to come jump my car because my parents weren't in town. Yeah. Oh, my God. So grandpa to the rescue How came and jumped my car. back in that bar. And yeah. grabbed him by his ear. Yeah. Well, I got home, and, like, it was weird, because literally right when I got home, he texted me, like, oh, that must have been a sign that you should have stayed. I'm like, Not, like, I'm so sorry I missed your call or text. I'm so sorry. Did you make it home safe? I'm so sorry I ignored you the whole night and talked to my ex at the corner of the bar, like, one-on-one. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you should have stayed. Yeah. Never would have happened to you. Like, looking at it, though, so, like, I mean, now we're together, have been for five years, at the time, though, I didn't know that they, that was the first time they had talked since their breakup. So, like, oh, still, worse. it's weird, but, yeah. like, I can almost sympathize with it a little bit because you're trying to close that door. I mean, she broke up with him over text the Ooh. day after Christmas, Ooh. after he got her gifts. Merry Christmas. This was so great. It was nice knowing yeah. you. Thank you for the gift. <laughs> See you later. So, like, I can somewhat be like, all right, dude, I understand a little bit. But at the time, yeah, I was like, this is, this is crazy. You, you are better than me. Well, I mean, it took me some time to even, like, see him yeah. for a second time. So my mom Ooh. had to convince me of that. Literally. Yeah. And, like, he knew that that was going to be his first time <laughs> seeing her. And he's like, I'm going to bring my date to there. <laughs> and it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, the date probably should have ended with dinner. But I feel like knowing him now, though... I don't think he would see that as, like, no. something wrong. Like, it's that's so just fitting. his, like, thought process. Not malicious at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. He, it just never would have crossed his mind that, like, it would have been a really weird situation. <laughs> I know. He's a big teddy bear. But, yeah, no, I don't think he thought that was weird in the slightest because he's not that kind of person. Yeah. Like, he's not, oh, let me talk to my ex in front of this girl. For <laughs> that's a not, significant yeah. amount of time. And yeah. then, yeah, be like, oh, you should have stayed. What? <laughs> what? That is, it so is did true, you though. text him and say, hey, can you jump my car? Did you try to call him? I texted him. So did he respond to that text? He responded, like, as I got home. He was like, oh, you should have stayed. Oh, but not, like, no. I'm so sorry I missed yeah, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's even no. more him, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, he's such a goof. Oh, he honestly God. is one of the funniest people I think I've met, though. Don't like, tell he's him hilarious. I know. will just grow. As he's like an avid listener, <laughs> he's, like, he's oh gonna God. be like, "Yeah, he is hilarious." Though, like every he's time I've funny. seen him out, he has like a new funny story, oh, and know. it's just it's so good. Yes, he's so good at telling stories too. Like you just want to listen to him. Like you're like, he okay. is a good storyteller. Like the yeah. way he tells, he tells you like just enough at a time to keep you like yep. wanting to hear more. Absolutely, yeah. I don't one. have that skill. <laughs> me either <laughs> either i take too long or i do the punchline way too fast like it's just like all right well mine um molly i think you, i've told you this story yeah. but i this was back when i was like 16 17 years old i was working at mrs fields in the mall like cookie baker yes. and this one guy had come up and whatever we like swapped at that time like instagrams and it, he had dm me to hang out and I was obviously still at my parents. And I remember talking to my dad about it and saying, like, I don't know. I've heard from, like, other girls that he's, like, kind of weird, like, goofy. And my dad's like, well, goofy's good. I'm like, well, I don't think this is, like, the, the positive connotation of goofy. And he's like, well, just give him a chance. And this is the first time I ever heard my dad tell me to actually go on a date with a boy. So I was like, oh. Honestly, I don't know if my dad has ever been like that. No. And my dad no. was never like that. And so the fact that he said that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do it. So I picked this guy up because he didn't have a car and we went down to like this downtown boardwalk and <laughs> it's summertime. <laughs> so I was wearing, you know, back when like the gladiator sandals were like a thing. The Jesus 3000s. Yeah. And so I'm wearing, yeah, the Jesus 3000s and we're walking on the boardwalk. We sit down at this bench that you can kind of like put your feet up on. And he, and mind you, I've known this kid probably for like an hour at this point. He proceeds to grab my pinky toe and say, oh, look at your cute little tinkies. 
The way he said he put Toe and Pinky together and said Tinky, will to this day haunt me. I don't think I can call them anything else now, though. Yeah, it's always going to be Tinky. (laughs) It'll stick. I promise you. I just want to know, like, what was running through his mind. Like, I'm going to grab this girl's pinky toe. In an hour. I know you for an hour. I just, like, I just heard your last name and you're grabbing my pinky toe. (laughs) Did he have to, like, reach over? Yes. He had to lean forward and reach. That's I just I just want to know what was going through his head. Like, did he fight himself for a while on this? Intrusive thoughts. Like, yeah, they like, won. oh, they I'm going to do it. I bet you he has some, like, wild stories now, because that's the beginning of a fetish. It, 100%. 100%. At 16, and you're 16 grabbing a girl's toe. Old, give me that tinky, <laughs> baby. Oh, it, it, to this day, it will haunt me, but there are some people, other people who, like, know this story, and they will still say tinky, tell like, him, just for fun. I tell him to tune in and, and let us know if he still calls them tinkies. I honestly have thought about it because I just recently unblocked him. Because oh, he, mu- he must have been blocked when I was 16. Because <laughs> I, when I told this story to you, I was like, I'm going to go see if I can find him on social media. And so I found him. I unblocked him. And a part of me almost wants to like DM him and be like, can I call you for the podcast <laughs> and just see <laughs> and just have you like just ask you a question and not say like what question I'm going to ask you. I just want to see because obviously it was traumatic for me because I will never forget it. But I almost wonder, like, if he forgot about it. Like, he even, like, did it. Isn't that, like, a thing that your parents used to do? Like, this little piggy? Oh, yeah, oh, went, went to, to the, the market. market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's with your toes, right? Yes, that is with your toes. I wonder if they called him, like, if it was, like, a tinky. This is little it, like, tinky went to... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It was so bad. But I remember the other one I had was actually when I first moved here. And I had met a guy out at a local bar and we were just playing pool and whatnot it was like me and then a friend of mine the guy she was seeing and then this guy that he brought was his like best friend so then obviously it's kind of like a double date issue so him and I are chatting to let you know the other two kind of chat but so we're playing pool and just chatting it up and we kind of hit it off and so we all hung out that night whatever and then he came back up here for like a second date and it was just awful like he was way too like forward coming for only like only knowing you like once one day prior basically and would just like he was the one and i don't know if you ever experienced where a guy will make such crude like sexual jokes like right off the rip immediate ick and i was like "Mm, this is probably not gonna work out and so i texted my friend i went to the bathroom and i texted my friend who lives like 30 minutes away from here. But I was like, can you call me? I'll turn my phone up because we were in like a quiet area and call me like act like you're sobbing, crying. Say you and your boyfriend yeah. are going through it. Like you're driving up to me to come like spend the night and you just need a girl's night. And she was like, is everything OK? I'm like, no, like <laughs> this is going awful. And so she did. And I could see him like, you know, when guys are like slightly listening, like you can kind of hear, but like they're trying to pretend like they're not eavesdropping. And so I know he heard it, and uh, so I hung up, and I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry, but I, you know, my friend's coming up, and I got to spend time with her. Like, this has been great. I immediately blocked, and I've never spoken to him. The way I quickly would have argued with that man in the bar yeah. for making a sexual joke. Like, I don't know you well yet, dude. Literally. Like, rein it in a little bit. That's how I, I am. That's why I don't have, like, whack-ass first dates, because my mouth is too slick. I, like, don't let it get that far, because I'm just not nice. <laughs> See, I just sit there dumbfounded. I'm just like, see, that's what people say. Like, was it flight or fight? I just freeze. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. like, I wish I was quick witted enough to like come back with like a sassy comeback. Sometimes I can like catch me on a good day. I'm good about it. But in those situations, I just froze. The minute the guy gripped my pinky toe, frozen. <laughs> I would have just ripped my talons back and been like, why are you grabbing my toe, <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Well, I kind of no. have a similar story. Though. No, yeah. <laughs> a tinky snatcher. I have a tinky snatcher. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he is really good friends with my cousin's husband because they play baseball on the same team in the summertime, um, county league, and. I went over to their house once. This was probably like five years ago. Is this when they used to live across from my family in town? I believe so. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like his younger brother was in my grade. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so I go to their house because I would go hang out with my cousin often, and he happened to be there. And I was like, what the heck? Because this dude 
was weird like somewhat stalked me in high school like was oh my god oh yeah he was such a creep i remember him talking to and like he was older than us and she's like who is this guy because like the her husband now is like the only guy she's ever been with yeah and like he came in hot like we should hang out like you're so cute like he's just fucking weird yeah he's he's a creep um to put it frankly um but he i'm sitting in a chair and all of a sudden he comes and puts himself between my legs like sitting on the floor stop and i'm like okay again i kind of froze i'm like i can't do anything like kind of stuck well, all of a sudden, he starts massaging my foot. And I start to, like, pull it away. I actually did pull it away because I'm like, okay, this is getting a little odd. And he looks up at me and he goes, Jackie, it's fine. I have a foot fetish. And I went, nope. And I immediately, I did get up because I was like, I cannot allow him to touch me anymore because I am freaked out. And I went to my cousin and I was like, I got to go. I'm the not saying. He, like, tries to justify, like, no, it's totally okay. I just have a fetish. I just have a fetish. Yeah, again, like, you can what? tell someone's uncomfortable with it. And that's how you decide to, to like, try to make what? it more comfy. I have a foot fetish. It's fine. It's like, like so yeah, weird. you're like, walk like, up to someone. I don't even know what the fuck a foot fetish is. I don't, I I don't understand I don't how people get off by that. I like, I have never, like, honestly, when I get a pedicure, I feel bad because I'm like, oh my God. Like, cause I hate feet. Like two feet are nasty. I, like, I don't mind. Like if, you know, if I sink down there, like they put their feet on, like whatever. But like someone, some stranger, if I just walk up to him, like, oh, I should have a foot fetish. Or like people who like pay, like I'll gladly sell my feet pics. Cause people pay for that. Like they I pay. I wear socks in the gym and sell them. I'm legitimately like <gasps> considering. Why not? Do- <laughs> if anybody that listens knows how to do that. Please let us know. Oh my gosh, yes. Just like I could quit my job. Count up. Yeah, I'll give you like a percent. <laughs> I, I won't. But I'm a manager. I'm a great. I'm a greedy Be my bitch. foot agent. I'll give you like ten percent of all no, sales. One percent, not ten. Come on. <laughs> but it is like I I will just never understand a foot fetish because I just like when they're in there at the pedicure like gritting your feet like With parmesan the cheese. cheese. Okay, I just can't explain it like that. Like it's so else true, do you though. look at it though. Yeah, I see like a Parmesan grater. People are literally selling their toenails. Stop. Dead serious. Their oh. toenails. But I'm I'm also <laughs> totally the, okay. I'm also the freak though that's like people are gonna frame me for murder. They're gonna use my toenails and place them somewhere okay, and frame yeah, me she for murder. Him and then clipped her toenails. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we found a toenail clipping at the scene. Like planted. <laughs> like <laughs> like states away. And I'm like, I swear I wasn't there. In Nebraska. Like, I've never been there. What? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my. I feel like fetishes in general are a... We kind of had a discussion about I want to bring someone on here that's a part of, like, something different. Oh, yeah. Like, sexually-wise. And I don't know. Like, fetishes, I feel like, can be really weird. But I've always had the mindset that, like, nothing's weird. It's just, like, what you're into. For sure. Yeah, I don't think there's, like... I know there... I mean, people have certain things that they consider, like, taboo. But it's like it's probably not anything I would do. I'm not gonna be sucking right. your toes. But like, <laughs> Good night. you like that stuff. I don't want you to do it to me. But yeah. go do you, boo. Diff. This I feel like this is gonna get like X-rated because I'm like different. In like everyday life, I'll think things are weird for sure. But when it comes to like sexual experiences or stuff like that, I'm like I don't think that's weird. Animalistic. You do you. Whatever gets you off, boo. Literally. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm weird for that. You two are looking at me like I'm a <laughs> psycho. Like, well, I'm just like, what are you considering? Like, No, I just feel like like BDSM. Some people think that yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah. To me, I'm like, whatever. You want to do that? Do it. Well, I think, yeah, like, your body, your choice, babe. <laughs> like, do what yeah. makes you happy. I agree. <laughs> Molly's like, no, people are... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just crossed a boundary. I don't know. But that's who I am, people, podcast listeners. No, I I don't think you did. Yeah. Everyone's into something different. Like, if you're into Tinkies, like... I'm into it. No! (laughs) Molly's like, let (laughs) me clarify. clarify. Molly's crazy. (laughs) Okay. So, we had a little mix-up last week. So, this is technically episode two slash three combined because we filmed or I guess recorded a solid 60 minutes worth of the funniest podcast. (laughs) And I 
rookie mistake, forgot to tell Jackie how the mic works. And so halfway through, <laughs> not even like what, a third of the way through, um, the mic stopped recording. So it only picked up Molly and I's audio. Um, it's so, too bad because I'm hilarious. <laughs> it was honestly so funny. And I remember because you guys had just left in like 10 minutes later or 20 minutes. I texted you both in the group chat and I was like, yeah, so sad news because <laughs> I was all amped to like, you know, edit it and then put it out and schedule it. And it was poor communication on my part. And but it also was because you're our first in-person guest. Yeah. So benefit of the doubt. But now I know to tell people how to use them. <laughs> so this one we had every intention to release last Tuesday. So apologies for our technical difficulties. But we got a two in one special. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of communication, we actually talked about it in the original podcast, but how communicate, like I struggle with it and I think it's just like being self-aware. Oh, for sure. I think like that is the heart of relationships is like learning how to communicate with one another and like looking in at yourself as well. I mean, it's not just pinpointing what the other person is doing, but it's also like, okay, bitch. (laughs) Right. What's going on here? Yeah. I feel like it also, when you find a partner that you can communicate well with, you figure out, like, the shit that triggers you then. Right. And, like, one of the things I think we talked about was living with someone and how nowadays that's, like, important for us so that we can figure out how we, like, navigate that relationship then because it changes. I mean, it's like you don't – you're not just seeing them – on the weeknights anymore you're seeing them every single motherfucking day (laughs) yeah (laughs) you are like brushing your teeth with them yeah you're shitting and they're right down the hall oh my god that was that was my biggest fear that's like one of my (laughs) my fears (laughs) oh it's it's still not great (laughs) because literally i was seeing this last guy for i don't know like a month and i refused to ever like, I would rather get in my car and drive two minutes to, like, the grocery store that was right there than, like, poop in <laughs> in his apartment. There's no way. You wouldn't catch me dead doing it. But I agree with the, like, living situation. But because you had mentioned that you didn't really stay over a whole lot with no. your significant other. Yeah, it was, like, maybe one night on the weekend, sometimes two. Like, it was very rare for us to, you know stay over all the time which honestly for me I really liked I liked having that slow start and um slowly just transitioning into this I mean we didn't start living with each other until a year ago so like four years into our relationship um and but I think that helped us I think like not going so fast and rushing into everything because we were able to learn the little things about each other we were able to like really figure out that communication part i mean we're still working on the communication part right like that's that's an ongoing process and i think you could even say that for couples that are have been married for 30 years i mean for sure it's an ongoing thing it changes all the time so personally like with the whole living with i needed to live with him to be like okay yeah i can make this work i can compromise things on my end i need to know that you can compromise things on your end too And I think we've done a really good job of that throughout this past year. Again, still growing, still figuring each other out. But yeah, I definitely am happy that we moved in together. And I feel like the whole communication and everything, like that's never going to stop. No. I mean, what bothers me this year isn't probably going to bother me next year. Right. There's going to be a whole other slew of things that is most likely going to bother me because I'm a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, But trying to navigate that and, like, finding a partner that's like, all right, yeah, I get it, you know? That's what you have to find, and if you don't have it, it's not the one. If they're not even willing to work on it and, like, try to meet you halfway with anything like that, then kick them to the curb. Yeah, and I think my, like, communication thing, I, I think I have a habit of thinking people read my mind and like, oh, they, I, I know exactly what I did wrong, which men we already talked about have like no idea how the time they just float around in life and they're like, everything's fine. And then you kind of lose it on them or like blow up and they're like, oh, I didn't even know this was bothering you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, how could you not tell? I was like subtly dropping like, <laughs> so um, you know, cues, little like subtle <laughs> physical cues or, you know, body language. And yeah. it just goes right over their head. But that's, I think my tendency is to 
I always like bottle everything and I won't talk about it because I just assume that they know. And then if they don't ask me after like three weeks, I'm like, what's your problem? Like, how did you not know that? Oh, yeah. This is bothering me. But I definitely, well, Molly and I have talked about it. I sweep shit under the rug all the time. Sweep it. I totally but. vault everything and it will come out all at once. And mm-hmm. it's just, I'm, I'm a psychopath when it comes to that stuff yeah. and like blowing up. But I don't, I can't remember if it was this episode, but, or like before if I mentioned, but like I did start going to talk to somebody. Yes. And yeah. um, that has significantly helped because it has made me look at myself. Um, shout out to my therapist because she literally <laughs> digs, like she makes me answer these things that like I didn't even know to ask myself. Mm-hmm. And highly suggest seeing somebody if yeah. you ever feel like you need to or even if you don't it is so helpful i learned 100%. that i suck at communicating that it was mostly on my end and i just i needed to own up to that and work on that and yeah i think that's just like i think you need to have a third party look in like who doesn't know you who's neutral who doesn't know you like in your past or anything who can just really look at you from a complete outsider's perspective and ask the questions because I feel like a lot of times like I have a hard time asking myself the hard questions but if someone else looks at me and is like okay well did you ever think of it this way like looking I think it's all about perspective like I feel like it's hard to have a specific perspective from like your point of view versus like having someone else be like "Mm, did you look at it from here it's like oh shit yeah 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 I mean I definitely used to let things like bottle up and now I'm someone where, like, if it's bothering me, I need to talk about it. And I yes. need to – we have to move on from it. Otherwise, what's the point of that relationship, whether it's platonic or not? Like, even friendship-wise, like, you yep. need to talk about things. Yep. And I think when I – I had, like, a whole, like, breakdown after bottling things up for so many years. And one of the most important things I think I learned from that – well, there was obviously a lot of it, but – I learned to like just let things go because I also realized that like I was holding on to things that literally did not matter. And like I would add that on to the stuff that was a big deal. And mm-hmm. that it like just made everything explode then at once. And just like letting things go like it doesn't half the time this stuff doesn't matter. Now if it is like a big communication issue and like there is something that is bothering you then yeah, you obviously need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing a therapist and talking about something like that is important because if you don't even know that about yourself, how is somebody else supposed to know that? Right. And how are you supposed to teach somebody else like how to navigate that if you don't even know how to? Right. So that's, it's good. And there's such a stigma around therapy and I don't know why. No. I think it all, even like when people call them like shrinks, like it makes you sound like you deserve to be in like a padded four wall. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it was such a stigma around it and I think it's gotten better. But one documentary I watched is on Netflix. It was the one with Jonah Hill. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Yes. So I remember I I downloaded and I watched on one of my flights. um, And it's basically a documentary that he made about his therapist and his therapist throughout it kept trying to like ask like Jonah Hill about like himself. And he's like, no, like I wanted this to be about you and like how you got to be where you're at because, and his therapist throughout will say like, okay, Jonah struggled with this. So I gave him like this tool and the different methods. I think that's what therapists like a one valid piece that they give. And like, that's so vital is like how to deal with things. Not only like, Hey, let's dig down on the deep root issue, mm-hmm. but like, how are you going to get past it and solve it? And this guy had like such cool methods. And now of course I'm like forgetting all of them, <laughs> but rewatching it, I think would be beneficial, but he has such good methods to like work through stuff. And it makes sense. Like me watching, I was like, Oh my God, like I can totally see how that would work. And I mean, I think it was pretty cool that Jonah Hill was like, willing because I don't know if I'd be like yeah let me bring my therapist on camera and have him talk about all the issues that I told him <laughs> like really I feel like me sweat a yeah bit. I'm like oh just imagining God. like a therapist just spilling all your secrets to I mean everyone who watches Netflix which is obviously a huge amount so I'd be terrified but I 100% do value I find value in therapists I think it's there's the stigma needs to be broken for sure mm-hmm. absolutely but I think it has gotten better though I agree year like, by year I was um even talking to one of my students, I had to actually like cancel an appointment a couple weeks ago. And like, I hung up the phone and the, my student was like, what was that for? And I was like, Oh, an appointment. He's like, Oh, what for? And he's like, Oh wait, you don't actually have to tell me that. And I was like, no, it's fine. I was like, it was for my therapist. 
And he looked at me yeah. and he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. Like, I'm not embarrassed by that. And he's like, that's actually really cool. I feel like it's just <laughs> like, yeah, like break the oh, stigma. Yeah. Be like, let's just talk about it. doing that, though, for that narrative to change. Yeah, yeah, I really, it doesn't bother me to like talk about it. I'm pretty dang open about it because yeah. it helped me so much. One thing, though, I do, like I wanted to ask you guys now thinking about this I find myself to be, like, a very empathetic person, and I feel so much of, like, what other people are feeling. Yes. Do you think it's possible to be a full-time therapist getting paid to do your job and be an empath? Empath. I I mean, personally, I think so, only because I'm also, to an extent, an empath. Like, I will take on, like, sometimes I'll just go out and I'll get exhausted because I, even though I say, like, oh, I don't care about people's problems or, I, you know, I eavesdrop and I'm like, oh, they're going through so much, I do care. I really do think, because I'm very good at, like, compartmentalizing, oh, that's a hard word, compartmentalizing, like, my emotions. So I think if somebody came in to my office, if I was a therapist, who I didn't know who they were, they tell me about their problems, I think it's really easy for me to be like, all right, cool, I don't really know you, though. Like, I'm going to help you with your problems, so I'm not going to take it home. If Molly were to come in and tell me, like, some serious issues, like, that would affect me because I have an emotional connection to you. Mm-hmm. Like, outs- in the outside world, I guess you could say. Like, you, I have more of, like, a bias towards you of, like, your feelings. Whereas if Joe Schmo was, like, Elena, so-and-so died in my family, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's awful. Let me help you, like, cope with that. Mm-hmm. But... I also don't know you. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go home. I'm going to be like, oh, I know it was a bummer, but I don't know. For me, I think I'd be really good at, like, separating the two. I feel like I'd be horrible at it because it's like I don't know how to – when I'm empathetic towards someone, like, I could see someone crying. I'm not a crier, but I'll want to cry, like, with them because it's almost like I can feel what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anything about them. Like, being a bartender – that wears on me sometimes because there's so many people. They mm-hmm. almost look at me like I'm their therapist. And I'm slinging drinks. Dude, I'm putting three shots of motherfucking alcohol in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell me more for sure. But, yeah. like, that wears on me. Right. And, like, I definitely don't think with, like, as empathetic as I can be, I don't think that being a therapist would ever be anything I could ever achieve. <laughs> Maybe I'm not an empath then. Because <laughs> no, I'm over here no. like, ah, no. <laughs> No, I think there's, like, different levels to it. I really do. And I think that, like, I don't have control over it. So it's, like, if I worked on it, I'm sure I could be like that, where I could compartmentalize everything and be like, yeah, great for you. I'm going to check out and go back to my life. But I can't Mm -hmm. do that. But think about how we teach, right? Yeah. I would say with 100% certainty, we are some form of therapist because we teach. So, like, think about how – we go about that. We are definitely empaths with our students, but we can still go home mm-hmm. and be like, okay, that stays there for yeah. the most part, right? I mean, there's some cases where it's just like, oh my God. like I, You're just thinking about them yeah. and like their home life yeah. and you like wish you could just, like, I honestly, the first year of teaching, I was like, I want to literally adopt like all of all these of children yes. and help them a lot better. But I mean, I'm even working with the little ones right now, like some of the things they tell like obviously it's minuscule problems but I do want to help them I think that's just also like a female thing like the nurture mm-hmm. in yeah. us but I think yeah you're 100% right we are pretty much therapists yeah but I think the same <laughs> thing with bartenders too I also feel like my mind's a little fucked up in that way because I I can only listen to someone's problems for so, so long like the same problem for so long because then I'm like all right, dude, are you going to change, like, what you're doing? Or are you going to mm-hmm. do something different to try to get a different outcome? Like, what what's going on here? You like I, hurting your feelings or yeah. what? I think that's good, though, because you're holding them accountable. Yeah. You know, like, people can only play the victim card so much. But it almost makes you, like, cold then yeah. towards, like, somebody else coming in with a very similar situation. And it's, like, it, it modifies how you react. And, like, I don't... I don't know why, but I start out at like a hundred percent. I'm crying right there with you. (laughs) And then I hit like 5% and it's just gone. But I think that's valid though, because you can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink kind of situation. Like you can only give the same advice so long. And if they're just not willing to hear it, Mm -hmm. then they're not willing. And I've been in that boat where I'll complain or, you know, talk about the same issue and at the end of the day, like, I know it's for sure up to me then to, like, make that choice or, like, right. fix something. And 
I feel like we all get in the, or we rant about the same thing or vent about the same thing. Like I know I catch myself doing it. Like I've tried to make it a habit now where it's like, Hey, do you want me to just listen? Or like, do you want my advice? And mm-hmm. so, so I think sometimes what a lot of people want, especially like at bars and stuff, or even some students, like they just want an ear, one of those things. But can we circle back how you said you cry when other people cry? Cause I don't know if anyone else has this. And I know if my brother or my parents are listening, they a hundred percent are going to laugh because I have a really bad habit. I get really uncomfortable when people cry. So I have a habit of like smiling. And I think I talked to you about this, but I will sometimes like smile and I don't want to do it. Like it looks malicious when I'm doing it. Cause here there are someone's crying and I'm like, ah, like half smiling, like half, like just an uncomfortable, like face, like facial expression. But I'm so bad. I'm like, "Mm, are you okay? As I'm like half giggling. And I'm like, I know it's bad. Well, that's like when somebody like literally messes themselves up and you start laughing and like falls i i'm so guilty of that okay same like if someone trips i'm laughing i just feel like it's a way for us to try to like make the situation lighter yeah for sure and like i definitely get that like if i'm not involved in the conversation i see someone crying i'm kind of like yeah this is awkward but if i'm talking to someone and like i could have just met them that day and i don't know if i can like draw stuff out of people and like we could sit down and have a conversation and they'll tell me like in the fourth grade i didn't get lunch on a tuesday and i have issues with having lunch on tuesdays now you know i'm gonna be like holy fuck like that's crazy (laughs) you know i'm gonna be in it with them and i'm gonna have problems having lunches on tuesdays you know what i mean like it's stuff like that if it's like some random person i'm not involved with in a conversation or anything like that then i get like why are you crying in the public place? You know? And like, I am not a crier. I, and most of the times, like I'll cry when I'm angry. That's like what gets me. It's not even like, I mean, I'll cry when I'm sad for sure. Usually not in front of people though. (laughs) But if I'm pissed off, I'm crying. Cause I don't know how to handle it. I really don't. My therapist literally told me I need to cry more. And so I was like doing everything in my power to try and make myself cry. (laughs) And I just can't. Like, I can cry at movies, okay? But, mm-hmm. like, when it comes to actually, like, just crying because of, like, feelings, I'm like, yeah, no, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. What about the whole phenomenon, like, with movies? People don't cry when they see humans dying, but when an animal oh. dies, they cry. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't watch well, anything with animals dying. I can't either. I can't watch. Yeah, I cannot, definitely not watch animals. But there are some shows. Like, I will see Dobby cry, like, die in Harry Potter and I've seen Harry Potter, the series, like, a million times. And I will cry every single time. Yeah. Or when... But I think but it's he's the not, music. He, he's kind of like I guess, animal. yeah, he's not really, like, a full... <laughs> just a little thing. He's just a little Yeah, guy. a little elf, I guess. <laughs> but even, like, we were just talking about Vampire Diaries. There are some scenes I've seen the series a million times, and I will still cry. But it's also, like, the music. Yeah. If there is, like, a sad song in the background, I'm just, like... And I also have to be in, like... There's a certain headspace. But I have a fear that if I started seeing a therapist they would 100 percent like tell me that i wouldn't they'd be like you need to cry more too because even my mom will always say like i just don't cry like you know it's serious if i'm crying i guess Mm -hmm. like and i've cried too i guess when i'm mad but Mm -hmm. if i like call you crying it's probably big i'm sure my boyfriend will probably disagree with the fact he'd be like dude you cry like what do you mean well yeah i cry in front of latoshka all the time like he's like you're well he's never said I'm emotional but I'm like I'm an emotional bitch it's because of you <laughs> but I think it's like because I'm comfortable with him yeah mm-hmm. you know sure. like I know he's not gonna be like why the fuck are you crying you know but <laughs> yeah. like I've been in relationships like that in the past oh, like for sure. where they're just so manipulative yeah. and like it's almost like you're not allowed to have emotions or cry or do anything like that and now it's so wildly different it's just it almost makes me cry more because I'm like, damn, I'm finally comfortable enough where I can feel like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I start thinking about stuff like that, and then I cry more, and I, I'm like... Oh. As she's, like, getting yeah. emotional. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. She just starts crying on the podcast. <laughs> just kidding, no. But I'm also, yeah, I'm going to work on just not smiling when people cry. That's my 2024 <laughs> resolution. Maybe don't use that as a coping mechanism, but you know, one can dream. That actually happened. I was playing, I think I know for sure my mom's gonna remember this, but we had a basketball practice after school one day and there was a girl on our team who was probably like five, four and mind you, I'm like five, nine, five, ten. 
And she, we were doing like a little scrimmage at the end and some parents were filing in to pick us up. And I went up to like block her shot and totally like she fell and she fell hard and instantly started crying. So I, I obviously felt bad. Like I was remorseful, but here I am standing up, like (laughs) literally smiling. (laughs) And I remember my mom looking over she told me that she looked over to another parent and was like I'm like Elena just smiles when she feels bad like because she doesn't you know she doesn't know how to cope with like I felt bad like my mom almost had to like caught me out like why like okay she's not smiling because she's an asshole like she's just smiling because she's so uncomfortable because she made someone cry like it was awful I still remember and that was probably like my freshman sophomore year of high school (laughs) damn you go way back with this yeah it's I'm traumatized (laughs) I've done it since the dawn of time but yeah that's really funny. It's a bad coping mechanism. I really hope I'm around you when somebody cries sometime. I want to see that. <laughs> it's like a, a child. Okay, but I guess it depends on what it is. Because I had two kids come up to me today at work crying because they couldn't throw a stuffed animal at gym time. Oh. So that's one thing where I'm like, okay, that pull it together. I would laugh about. Exactly. Like, really? Yeah. Really? We're going to cry about this. We should honest God write books. We... The we amount should. of stuff that comes out of these kids' mouths. Oh, I'm just like, wh- what? Yeah. I would make so much money if I would just write a dang book. Oh, for sure. Well, today one of the kids is like obsessed with the alphabet. But he said, the, it was F for foxes. And he said, F for foxes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe let's not. <laughs> I feel the same way like literally at the bar because it's like oh grown up toddlers. Yeah literally you spill so much tea like you get so much tea at the bar god the amount of shit i'm gonna go to my grave with (laughs) is insane true i think that would weigh on me more if i knew i couldn't say something but like that would take everything i mean not to say something i mean there's like stuff where i'm gonna be like no you're a piece of shit i'm gonna say something Mm. about it but like like i said when somebody comes to me with something personal no that's going to my grave i'm not talking to anybody about it yeah I don't even talk to Latoshka about it, and I tell him literally everything. Oh, see, um, it all goes to my boyfriend. All of it. Because he doesn't care. He's just like, why why are you telling me this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Boo hears all of my stories. My poor cat is just, like, (laughs) sitting here looking at me like, what is going on? Yeah, she is crazy. Well, like that one day I told you that kid threw up in my lunch. Yeah. That was oh, just, yeah. like, horrendous. But there is certain things. I swear so much happens in a week, and I think that's why the teacher burnout rate is so high. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Oh, now no. that you see, No, you can finish. You, oh, no. you. I was going to ask you how long do you think therapists can stay in their profession and, like, be safe? Oh. I honestly would say longer than what teachers can because mm-hmm. therapists are signing up for that. Yeah. I would, like... Where, yes, I'm a special education teacher. I kind of knew what I was getting in. Oh, yeah, it's on. Never mind. It's on. I kind of knew what I was getting into. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Molly just scared us. She thought Jackie turned off her mic again. I almost I swear just, I haven't touched yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, I've been gripping it, white-knuckling it. <laughs> like, literally. She's like, don't move the hands. <laughs> Molly, it's okay. I'm just sweating now. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to have to reapply my deodorant. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I would say longer i feel like i know of mm-hmm. therapists who've had a longer career than current teachers like i just i mean we're obviously at the end of some teachers careers and they're at the 30 plus but these new teachers coming in like i'm only in i mean i was a ta for three years and now this is my third year being like a teacher teacher um but yeah i don't see myself making it 30 years well i also think therapists get paid way more so if I – don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, it's not all for the money. But we really do get paid, like, crap to get treated like crap. Because, I mean, in special – I mean, I'm getting hit, bit, spit on, kicked. Like, I'm getting beat up on the day-to-day and making, like, a, a livable, I guess, decent, like, money. But even last year when I was a TA, like – Is it livable? Yeah. Do you know <laughs> where we live and yeah. how expensive things are? Is it yeah well and it's just like i think if i was getting the you know i mean i know one of our family friends was a therapist for 30 years and you know you're making well over six figures so if i was making well over six i think it'd be a little more incentive to stick it out but it's like why am i going through this that and the third for 
a penny mm-hmm. when I could be doing something else and still helping people like a therapist, but I'm not getting beat up, you know? Yeah. Well, how do you In teach somebody who doesn't want to be taught? Yeah. It's like, that's very hard. And I also like, I'm, I'm with these kids a little bit where it's like, why am I learning this? I'm like, you're right. I don't, I don't know why you're learning this. I have been very much fighting like with our special ed department. Like we have these kids who know they're not going to go to college and don't want to, like they have these jobs lined up. Why are we not doing stuff to help get them ready for that? My God. Yes. Right. Like, but again, we have to meet these certain standards, which just based on the state and just blows my mind. But I like, I understand by the same time I don't. I mean, I know I've through like foreign exchange. I don't know if this is how it is in all of Europe, but I know that like you can almost decide which route you're going to go at a very young age. And not necessarily that I'm sure you can switch over if you want to. It's not like you're tied into this. But I almost feel like that would be such a beneficial way for kids to learn because then they start to take classes that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Like my brother, he thought for the longest time he was just dumb because he was in classes that he didn't care about. He's like, I know I'm not going to use this. I don't want to be here. But then you put him in a woods class or in a meadows Mm -hmm. class. And he's top of the class. Mm-hmm. And why are we not cultivating, you know, like that type of profession? And I remember right. sitting in the guidance counselor's office, and I will not name her. I should name drop her. She was the worst guidance counselor, I think, in the history of guidance counselors. She sat me down. I had decided to go to a two-year. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you're probably the first person in your family that's going to go to a four-year, so why wouldn't you do that? And I said, excuse me? Shut like, up. And at this point, my brother was in high school. I said, my brother is going to go to a four-year. And she's like, she didn't say anything about it, but I could tell that she was like, yeah, right. Like, mm. yeah, right, he's going to. And I was like, you know what, bitch? Like, I'm going to go to this two-year. I'm going to rock this shit. And MJ is going to go to a four-year. And if you're not willing to, like, meet these kids where they're at and teach them how they are going to learn and like figure out the best ways for them. Why are you in your profession? Yeah. I encourage my kids often. Cause like a lot of the times they'll be like, Oh, so we have to go to college to make something of ourselves. And I'm like, no, 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 you really don't they're like, Oh, it's wasted potential for these kids. Mm-hmm. Like really th- then they get put in situations where like my brother, then they start to feel dumb. And they shut down. They don't want to be a part of any of it then because then it's just a negative experience altogether. Well, that's why so many of these kids are, I would say, are in special ed because they they feel dumb so and they, they stop trying. And so then they fall really far behind in certain things like reading. And so then, yeah, then they have to get put into special ed in order to try and catch up. Yeah. I mean, we were in high school. Well, I was in high school 10 years ago. Yes. Like that, that's not that long ago, but it also feels like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. And it is so different. Yeah. Like, I even look at the teachers that I'm working with who also taught me, right? Mm-hmm. They're not the same. And they just, it's so crazy to me what they allow kids to get away with that I'm like, are you kidding me? When I was here, we were scared shitless to yes. even attempt to do what yeah. this kid did. Yeah. It's just, it's nuts. It's so crazy to me how it, like, the school system has just worn down these teachers <laughs> yeah. to the point where they're like, whatever. And I, I honestly don't think anything like that is going to change until things start to change at home. And, like, on Saturday we had a family lunch for my grandma's birthday. And I remember we were talking about, like, disciplining your kids and, like, holding them accountable. And I was like, hell yeah, I got spankings when I was little. And my kids are also going to get spankings. My kids are going to be disciplined. I'm not going to beat the shit out of them, but they are going to know when they are not supposed to do anything. And yeah, I get the whole like gentle parenting. Let's go write about it. I think there are certain points to gentle parenting. There are. And I think that you can take like a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely doesn't have to be like one way or the other, but it's like. Now people are so afraid to do anything. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you're not, you don't throw your kid against a wall. <laughs> I'm not saying anything like that, but they definitely need to know, like, to respect people and hold themselves accountable and, like, know what it is to have an elder. But I, I, I agree. Disciplining kids is... I just think you gotta. 
CPSs already have my name like on a <laughs> notepad. <laughs> number one. She was on number five. Now she's bumped up. Oh my god. It's like FBI's most wanted, but for CPS. Literally. Yeah. Crazy times. <laughs> That's why I always say, like, I'm never in a rush to have kids because I feel like I'm just constantly surrounded by kids anyway. So yeah, I think being a teacher has ruined me a little bit. Plus, like, how the heck am I supposed to pick a name out? Oh, don't even get me started on that. I can't. I will go down a 20-minute rabbit hole <laughs> because I have so many names I loved gone off the roster, literally, scratched see out. See you later. We're going to literally have to name our kids, like, something absurd because... I can't wait until I have kids and drop the name that we have picked out because we've already talked about names. And, like, everyone's going to be like, I fucking love that name. I just, I feel it in my bones. I just don't have any picked out. <laughs> but that's yeah. also because I this just This is very don't. new for me to have names picked out. Oh. It's very new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also And our big announcement for the podcast. No, no, no. That'd be, yeah, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're going to clarify that we're just kidding. Yeah. Well, I think we filmed the rest of this with no errors, no technical difficulties. So I think... Yeah, this is a two for one, and then obviously yeah, we're gonna have anyone next yeah. week, which I don't even know what we're gonna do next week. But we fly by the seat of our pants, so in this house, we do. I'm ready for. I don't know why I said that. I feel like you're just kind of stuck on like the parenting in this house. In this house, <laughs> we will have another you one. You will eat your food. <laughs> you, what your mom cooks for you, you will like it. <laughs> Oh, that, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that just brought all of us back. You're not going to eat anything, then. You're going to go to bed hungry. Yeah. <laughs> if they're hungry, they will eat. Your girl never like, went yeah. to bed hungry. She literally Dude. ate. She ate whatever she needed to do. I fucking hate Brussels sprouts. I'm pretty sure my mom I just had Brussels those today. Sprouts. I love like, them. Like, I'm not eating those things. I'm going to bed hungry. I'm growling. Yeah. And I turn into a menace <laughs> when I am hungry. <laughs> oh, the nostalgia. Oh, but yeah. so fun. Jackie, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, You're welcome. So this is fun. You. This is good. Our first in-person interview, and we, I interview, I'm not interview, first in-person guest. <laughs> I, Jackie, we're like just facing her and giving a full interview. No. Oh, man. But now we know what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Literally put a big, like, red thing on the top. Red Don't thing. Touch the do top not touch mind. the power button because... You will lose 40 minutes of pure oh, hilarious It was gold. Content. I'm so sorry you guys didn't hear that because... Oh, my God. It's a vault. That's it's, for us. Well, I mean, it's gone now. But in our, in our hearts and memories. Wow, Elena. <laughs> we talked about Amish people, strip clubs. Oh, my wow. God. I forgot we talked about... We should have talked about strip clubs today. Next time. Next time. Maybe, yeah, next time we'll just talk about strip clubs and Amish people, but... A little teaser. Yeah, honestly, a little too, because people are going to be like, how did you get strip clubs in <laughs> Oh, but yeah, stay tuned for next Tuesday. Yeah, season two, episode three. Yep. Technically four. I mean, technically it? four, but. This is like 2.5. Yeah. 2.5, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the title, 2.5. There we go. <laughs> All right. Tootsies, rookies, and 2.5s. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to whatever she just said. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.